I'm wondering, I wonder if you've ever looked at someone else's life and thought, I wish it was mine. Just even for a moment, you know, looked at someone's life and thought, hmm, I could so live that life. Nobody, just me. I'm the only envious person in the house, right? Thank you. Thank you, Chris. That's awesome, darling. Maybe you were looking at Insta. Like, Insta's made that even more so, I think, because, you know, you look at Insta and you might see one of your friends on a a great holiday somewhere. Uh, They might be having some sort of celebration. They might have got a new house. They might be like, you know, Tyler and Amy and, and got a new car with a big bow on it and flowers. And, you know, you might be like, wow, if only my life looked a little bit like that. And I think social media has made that even more sort of intense because now you can not only look at the people that you know's life, but you can actually examine an absolute complete stranger's life. You can see what the inside of their house looks like. You can see most of the time what they're having for breakfast, where they go for coffee, what sort of clothes they wear. It's kind of a bit weird, really, isn't it? But you can. But I think what we've got to remember is when we look at those sorts of things, is that is the highlights reel of people's lives, right? People aren't posting things like, you know, I don't know, Boring stuff, generally. And if you do post boring stuff, no one follows you, right? That's how it works, right? And now I've I've heard that even on Insta feeds now that there's this theme thing happening where you have to cull your photos down to like 10 and the colours have to go together. I am way too old for that. I have like 2,000 something posts on my Insta feed and I am not deleting even one of them because it took me a long time to get there. But we've got to remember that that's the highlights reel of, of life, right? Good. But is there an element of that almost wishful thinking that has some merit? Is it a bad thing to look and think, that's the sort of life I would like? Is that a bad thing? It's not a trick question. You can answer either way you like. Someone, anyone, answer me. No, it's not a bad thing, is it? To look at something, thank you, Keely, to look at someone's life and go, actually, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that life. And have you ever wondered if anyone was looking at your life whether they would go, I wish my life looked like that. Sometimes. See, I love Keely. She's so honest. But, you know, we tend to not to. We, we tend to look out and go, I wish my life was like that. But I'm sure that there are people looking in on our lives going, I wish my life looked a little bit like that. Well, a few weeks ago, Chris and I were invited to go to dinner at a really good friend of ours place. And... This particular friend of ours has an amazing hospitality gift. Like, I would go there for lunch by myself, just me and her, and I would turn up and she would have the menu on a little blackboard on the table. There's just the two of us. And my name, because there's two seats, maybe I get it wrong, um, on a little place card for me to sit at. And she's the most amazing sort of cook, chef. She's not really a cook. She's more of a chef. Um, In the universe. And anyway, this particular night, they'd invited us for dinner. And when we arrived, we learned that it was their 29th wedding anniversary. And so she had excelled in both the atmosphere and the meal. And I've got some photos so I can show you. I posted some photos. Look at that. Right? This was dinner for four of us. She writes little signs. There she is. That's my friend Mel. Isn't she cute? And so we had this alfresco. Look, we ate down in the garden with the little torch things. And and it was very nice. It was beautiful. And I posted that on my social media. 
And someone commented these words to me after I posted that. You have a beautiful life. I was like, do I? Do I have a beautiful life? Like, that's pretty cool. You have a beautiful life. Now, I'd have to say it's not the first time that's happened to me. It doesn't happen to me all the time. But um, people have said, when I've been on holidays, I want your life. Or, you know, when we've gone overseas to, to, to visit our children, I wish I had your life. I think that's just, that's just nice. But this was different. This was, you have a beautiful life. And this was simply a dinner with friends. This was not like... You know, I wasn't standing outside the Colosseum or bungee jumping off the Eiffel Tower or... Uh, it was just dinner with friends. And I, I sort of thought about it and I thought, I've kind of got this conviction that a beautiful life is more about who we spend it with than actually, and who is with us on the journey, than what we do or don't have. And when I got to thinking about that, it made me a little bit excited, I'd have to say, because if it's actually just about the people that you do life with and the people that you gather to yourself and the people that you journey with, and that makes a beautiful life accessible to everyone, which is pretty exciting, right? Because we all want to have a beautiful life. And so in, in some research I read, now this is not meant to be depressing at all, but I read some stories of people who were at you know, the, the other end of life who were about to pass into eternity and they were interviewed and asked what they would change about their life if they could and what they valued about their life. And interestingly enough, all of them talked about relationships. None of them said, I wish I'd made more money. None of them said, I wish I'd gone on more overseas trips. None of them said, I wish I had a faster car, a convertible, which I would personally like but my husband has talked me out of. Um, None of them said material things. They all wished they had more time to build significant relationships with people in their life because that to them, looking back over their vast years, was the most important thing in life. So when this person said, you have a beautiful life, it really stuck with me. I was like, yes, we do. We do have a beautiful life. Why is it a beautiful life? And I felt compelled to answer because, you know, sometimes you have to answer, right? And I thought about it and I wanted something profound, which generally escapes me. But this time, I think I got it. And I I answered this way. I said, because we do have a beautiful life because we've been intentionally building it for years. So we are actually living the life that we've intentionally built over the course of many years with the people that we've developed friendships with over the course of many years. And that's why it's a beautiful life. Because we've intentionally built it. It's not an accident that we have a beautiful life. So it got me thinking, which is a good thing, right? It got me thinking that if it's not an accident and it's not just a luck thing, and it can be intentionally built, that means everybody in this room can do that. Everybody in this room can do that. So instead of wishing you had a beautiful life, you can intentionally build one. Instead of drooling over everybody else's Insta feed and lamenting your own life, you can actually actively participate in building your own beautiful life, right? So I put together a few things that will enable us to build a beautiful life, regardless of how much money you have, regardless of 
what you do or don't have, regardless of your job, regardless of your age. Because sometimes we build lives and then we have something happens, we move, something changes, and we have to begin again. And the great thing about this is at any point you can intentionally build a beautiful life, no matter if you have to change geographically where you are, whether your family circumstances change, whether there's a tragedy or something that occurs in your life, a disappointment or a hurt, you can still continue to build intentionally a beautiful life at any age, at any stage. So here's some things that I looked at that I thought we have done to build a beautiful life. The first one is this. Intention... It's intentional. We chose to build it. We chose to build this life. In Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20, the first part of 20, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live and that you may love the Lord your God and that and you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days. He has actually given us a choice. So if your life sucks right now, or even if it doesn't suck, maybe if it's just not quite what you want, you actually can choose to do it differently. You can actually choose the sort of life that you want. It's all about choice. So what does this look like in your life? What does this look like to you? How does it look? Well, I've got to tell you something. It's not found online. Seriously. Cyber relationships. You know, oh yeah, I, I've got heaps of friends. I, I play, what is that game? I don't know, Farming Simulator? What is a game? No, like, like the game. What's a game that people play? Candy Crush? No, with other people online. Words with friends. I was thinking more like World of Warfare, Warcraft or, or like those sort of things. Nobody's, no, anyway. Fortnite! <laughs> That's where the flossy thing came from, right? Yeah, right. So Fortnite, do you play that online with friends? Pardon my ignorance, I've never played it, but you play that online with friends. How do you know this, Peter Becker? Oh, okay. You know, so people can be sort of lulled into this sense of, I've got all these friends out there from all over the world on my little online little posse thing that I have. But can I say that's not... That's not building a beautiful life. That's just interacting with people that you actually don't know. You know, and I think, you know, as I look at, and I'm not having a go at this generation, but as I look at, you know, this generation, a lot of our stuff is done online. You know, we text, we, we Facebook Messenger, we, we even can do it on Instagram now. We've got the ability to message on just about any platform, anywhere. Even when you're playing Fortnite, I believe you can, you know, message people. And so it's not found online. Except if you have no other choice and you live in the back of Burke somewhere and you are physically the only person in the place, that might be an option. But when you live in Toowoomba, there are like 150,000 people that live here. We could get some friends, people. Seriously. And it's choosing to overcome fear because I think we don't do it because sometimes we fear maybe we've been hurt, maybe we've been, you know, had friendships that have gone sour on us and things have changed. Maybe we've been maybe we've extended our hand and we've been rejected by people. Maybe we just don't want to put ourselves out there because, you know, putting yourself out there is a little bit risky. Maybe you're worried about not fitting in. Can I just say, 
you have to choose to overcome those things. Have a go. If you approach someone and they're not nice to you, golly, in this room, there's probably at least 120 other people that you could go talk to, right? And I think with my friends, that, that these particular friends of mine, you know, we, we aren't in the same social demographic. I just like them. And I can be very persistent. I don't know if you've noticed that. I can be very persistent. So I just chose to be friends with them. It's like, we're going to be friends. Let's go have coffee. Let's be friends. And don't be weird. Just, it's a choice. It's all about choice. An intentional choice to build an exceptional life, right? You've got to choose the right people. You've got to choose the right people. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. You become who you hang around. So if you're looking to build a beautiful life, look to hang with people that are going to lift you, not pull you down. Look for people who encourage you, not talk about you behind your back. Look for people who are open, honest, and genuine. Look for people like yourself and hang with them because you become the sort of people that you hang around with. So you've got to choose the right people. And sometimes this can be hard. Sometimes people can look like the right people. And they're not. But you know, that's okay. Because if I bought myself a new pair of jeans that look like the right pair of jeans, and when I put them on, they were awful, I wouldn't continue to wear them if they didn't fit me. If I bought a new pair of shoes as cool and beautiful as Rochelle Becker's shoes were, did you see her shoes? If I bought a pair of shoes, no matter how amazing they looked, if I put them on and they were tight and hurt me, I wouldn't continue to wear them. But somehow with friendships, we stay with people that hurt us, that are nasty to us, that drag us under, that don't encourage us for some reason. And we have to choose to go, actually, I want to hang with the right people. The people are going to take me where I need to go. Number three. It requires effort. Friendship and building a beautiful life requires effort. You know, I, I've talked to quite a few people who put in a little bit of effort and it's like, well, I'm not texting anymore because they're not texting me back. Can I tell you, I have a heap of friends and I am the texter. It's not because they're slack. It's not because they're nasty people. It's just that I'm the talker. I'm the talker. And so I've set the basis for our relationship is I'm the talker, I'm the arranger. It doesn't mean they're no less my friends. It's just I've always been the person to make the arrangements. So I have a particular friend and nearly every Saturday morning I text her and say, coffee today? Now, I've never gotten to the point where I've thought, I'm just going to wait, I'm going to poke out my bottom lip and I'm just going to wait and see if she texts me and asks me for coffee today. You know why? Because that's a waste of time and a game. I would like to have coffee with her. So... I intentionally make the effort to invite her to coffee. Proverbs 18.24 says, To be a friend, you must be friendly. Right? So a man who has friends must himself be friendly. So there's a key, people. If you want to build a beautiful life with great people, you have to be a little bit friendly. It doesn't mean you have to be the biggest extrovert in the room. You just have to be friendly. You just have to be approachable. When people come and talk to you, you just have to respond, right? You, may, you might need to make the first 
move. When our kids were little um, and they were in a particular school and I didn't really know anybody there, I decided that, these poor ladies, I decided that these ladies that were picking up their kids who were in the same grade as my daughter, I decided that I would like to be their friend. Because they didn't seem to have any friends. They seemed like really cool people. And so I just decided that um, we would be friends. I know, right? So I remember, you know, they were shy. There was one lady in particular I started with. And she was shy. And so we started with the, you know, hey. And then I complimented her on her kids. And kids are really cute. And, and then we sort of talked a little bit about where they were from and we talked about our own kids and and I can remember because I'm a little bit can be a little bit much people tell me at times I can remember saying a couple of months in we should have coffee and her looking at me like horrified like uh yeah okay and I was like or not we don't have to have coffee we can just continue to talk like this every day for the next six months. So we did. I didn't push it, right? And I just continued to be friendly, continued to be friendly, continued to be friendly. And one day, the next term, when it was starting, she said to me, we should go to coffee. And she has been my friend, a good friend, for a very long time. And she bought her friends, and now we have a bunch of friends. And the whole, all the way through school, we would have uh, lunch together, coffee together, once a week. Now we don't catch up as much because our kids aren't in school anymore, and a few of them have moved away. But they became good friends of mine because I was simply friendly. I made the effort to be friendly. And it works the other way too. When I first came into church life, there was a, uh, a, a young girl. She was a little bit, two years younger than me and two, two inches shorter than me. This is why I liked her, right? <laughs> two years younger than me, two inches shorter than me. And I remember I went to a wedding. I didn't know anyone. And she came and sat beside me and mimicked everything I did, which was annoying, but kind of cute, right? So we started to chat. She didn't have her license. I had my license. I think I was 17 at the time. We started to chat, and I drove her home. And we have been friends for, since I was 17, a long time. Simply because she made the effort to come and talk to this girl at church who really didn't fit in and really didn't know anyone, but she made the effort, and I was friendly, and we've been friends for a very long time. So you might need to make the first move. Don't be weird. I can get away with weird because I'm old, but you can't get away with weird. Don't be weird. Just be like, don't be like, hey, I want to be your, hey, T, I want to be your friend. See, T and I became friends simply because he was, goes to the same coffee shop as me. I've met so many people who are now my friends just from the coffee shop that I go to because I'm friendly. And so are they. So, it requires effort. One thing you have to do if you want to, if you want to build the right group of people around you, if you want a beautiful life, if you want to have the kind of life where you do life with people, one thing you've got to do is resist comparison. Resist comparison. Galatians 6 verse 5 says, Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. We can waste a lot of time just looking at other people's lives and comparing ours and thinking they wouldn't want to be 
my friend. They wouldn't want to do life with me because they're prettier, they're thinner, they're taller, they're smarter, they're whatever. But all it does is waste our time. How does it look? How does this look when you compare some, when you, when you fall into this trap of comparison? Well, you try and be someone that you're not. And I've seen it in a particular group of friends of mine. It's been quite funny. Um, they're very cool, very cool people. And every time a, a new friend cycles in, they dress the same and they dye their hair the same color. And I'm like, okay, I think you're really cool, but I am not going to dye my hair the same color and I am not going to wear those clothes because, well, one, they wouldn't look good on me and never been really one for running around in sort of gym shorts and, yeah. So becoming someone that you're not does not engender a beautiful life. It just takes a lot of work from you to upkeep something that is not actual reality. And I guess, you know, if you want a beautiful life, it's about authenticity. Someone should really like you and know you for who you are and for them to be able to do that you've actually got to be who you are so they can get to know you right sometimes we can feel unworthy sometimes people can look like they've got it all together they can look like their life has got no issues and we can feel a bit like well my life doesn't look like that mine I'm very well aware of the issues that I have in my life and the inadequacies that I have in my life and the fact that sometimes I over talk and say silly things and so maybe if I just don't say anything I'll just be quiet and just try and fit in well that's not authentic either and we compare ourselves and what I find hilarious in that is that other people are doing the same to you we just don't see it. So you've got to resist comparison if you want to build a beautiful life. Because when you compare, when you go, well, you know, we won't go in my car because my car's a clapped out Mazda and they've got a Maserati. Let's go in your car. I have lots of friends who have beautiful cars. They're happy to come in my car. Why? Because it's not about my car. It's about me. It's about me. If you want to build a beautiful life, you can start right now. Maybe you've got a beautiful life. Can I say continue? You know, when I look at um, the people that, that we've chosen to surround ourselves with in our lives, I don't tend to hang around with those people that drain me. Now, people go through hard times, right? But all of us know people that are always in a hard time and, and they just kind of want to not share the load with you, just cover you with the load. I, those people, you know, I'm happy to help them, but they're not people I spend and invest my time with. I invest my time with people who are good for me, who encourage me, who I can encourage, who we're on the, the same page as, and we can do life together with. Now, that's not a particular age group. It's not a particular demographic. I have friends of all ages, but the people that I invest my time with, the people that I actually make an investment with, are the people that, uh, that enrich my life. So can I encourage you tonight, if you want to build a beautiful life, if you're in the process of building a beautiful life, you know, our theme for this year is better together. God created us to live in relationship, right? He didn't put us here to be islands on our own, doing it on our own. He actually put us here to do life together. And if we're here to do life together, let's do it authentically. Let's do it as ourselves. Let's be willing to just be ourselves. Let's be willing to have a go, be authentic, to make an effort, to, to choose the right people, to be intentional. And I can guarantee you that your life will be richer for it. 
So I guess a question that I'd like to ask you is, so what do you need to change to live the kind of life that you would call beautiful? What do you need to change? Are there things in your life that you need to change? Are the people in your life not really your friends? Are the people in your life pulling you down or are the people in your life pushing you forward? And think about that. And it's not just a question for young people. What in your life do you need to change? You know, I think it's a good thing to look at your life regularly and go, what do I need to change to make my life line up with the sort of life that I want to live? Who are the sort of people that I want to do life with, that I want to walk with, that I feel encouraged by, that I feel like I can encourage? Who are those people? And who are the people that maybe I need to dial back to once a month coffee, not once a week coffee or once a day coffee? Who are those people that I need to dial back a bit bit by texting where I just go, well, I'm just not going to answer that. Just I'm just going to dial that back a bit because I feel like it's draining me and not really helping me and I don't feel like I'm helping them. And so it's just become this thing. Who Who are those people? Who do I want in my life? And I'd encourage you tonight, we've got an after party afterwards. Find some new people to talk to. You know, I'm surprised when I make the effort to talk to people how many people I can add to my world because there are so many great, amazing people out there. So, great opportunity afterwards. Meet some new people. Now, living a beautiful life doesn't mean a perfect life, it's not about being perfect, it's not about having the perfect Instagram theme thing happening. It's not a life without challenges. It's not a life without disappointments. People are just people, right? And I know in the course of my life, I've had friendships that are no longer friendships. I've had people become upset with me or I've become upset with them and we're just not friends anymore. And that's sad, but people are just people. And sometimes life changes, sometimes things change and we need to be able to move on. We need to be able to just let things go. It's not a perfect life. And the challenges sometimes make us who we are and the challenges teach us what we need to know. And if you're able to look at it and not become gun-shy by people that maybe haven't been kind to you or nice to you or particularly helpful for you, if you're able to look past that and just go, people are just people, I'm going to have another go, you'll continue to build and build and build. I wonder if you would let me pray. I know this was very simple tonight, but I really felt that um, it was important. Because I think we live in a culture where there's just so much comparison. There are so many people pretending to live the sort of life that they actually want to live when they could actually be living the sort of life that they want to live by making a few simple changes. I wonder if you'd stand with me tonight. I'd like to pray for you. Lord, I just thank you tonight. I thank you that it's your intent that we live a life that is significant, that we live a life that is in in relation with other people, that you've put us here to do life together. And so, Lord, I pray tonight. I pray that we would be able to be intentional in building the kind of life that we want to build, that we would choose the way that we want to build our life. Lord, I pray tonight that as we go out of here, that we would really consider the right people to do life with, those that are really going to 
do life with us, Lord. I pray that you would help us if we are shy or we are we just feel that we can't do it. Lord, I pray you would give us courage and confidence tonight to be friendly and to really be intentional about who, who we put in our lives. Lord, I pray that we would just we'd be able to put the effort in, Lord, with people. That we'd be able to overcome comparison, that we'd be able to overcome hurts. And I pray for people here tonight who have who have been in that situation where people have been unkind, where people have treated them poorly. Lord, I pray tonight that there would just be a freshness in their spirit and in their heart, that they would be able to just rise up and go, I'm just going to have another go. Lord, I pray that you would bring great people into our lives. I pray, Lord, that as we outstretch our hand, that we would be surprised at the people we find. And Lord, I pray more than anything tonight that as we go out of here, that we would really consider our lives and the way that we want our lives to be. And Lord, that we would look at intentionally building the kind of life that we want to have. And we would understand that relationship with people is is one of the biggest building blocks that we do. And so, Lord, I pray tonight. I pray that you would just encourage us in this area. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Hey, before we finish tonight, before you sit, I've talked a lot about relationships and friendships. And the, the relationship that changed my life more than anything else was my relationship with Jesus. You know, when I, I've, I wasn't raised in a Christian family and I was an only child, so friendship and relationship was very important to me. And when I understood, when I came to understand that God had created me to live in relationship with Him, I just thought that was the best thing ever. That I never had to be alone was the best thing ever. That I always had someone beside me was the best thing ever. Because He, he created us to be in relationship with Him. He's a relational God. And I think, you know, the Bible tells us that, that we sever that relationship. Well, that relationship was severed by the things that we do. The Bible calls them sin, that sin. But there's always a plan with God, and I love this. There's always a plan. And so His plan for us was that He would send His Son to restore relationship. So Jesus came that we would be able to keep experiencing that relationship with God. And I love this because I know it changed my life. It changed the way I did life. It changed the way I saw life. It gave me purpose. It gave me vision. It gave me all of the things that I have now. It gave me the start of a beautiful life. And tonight, you know, I want to give you an opportunity because it's such a simple thing. It's such a simple choice to make. I remember being in a a meeting very much like this one many years ago not really understanding, but knowing I, I, I needed this relationship with God in my life. I needed God in my life. I didn't want to feel like I was alone anymore. I, I wanted someone to walk with me. And I remember the, the pastor giving just what I used to call it an appeal and just saying, hey, if you want this, all you need to do is respond. And all you have to do tonight, we're gonna, I'm going to get everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads, if you wouldn't mind. And all you need to do is respond. And it's very simple. All you have to do is say, yeah, that's me. And raise your hand. And I'm just going to acknowledge you and we're going to pray together. And I I just got to tell you, it will change your life. It changed my life. It gave me a purpose and a vision for my life that I never thought I would have. It gave me an ease to life that I never thought I would have. It brought so many amazing people into my life and my world to, to journey with. And so I wonder tonight if you're here and you go, I'd like to give that a go. 
I wonder if you would very simply, while we've got our eyes closed and our heads bowed, just put your hand up in the air and I'm just going to go, yep, I see that hand. And then we're all going to pray together. That's awesome. I see that. That's awesome. Two, that's fantastic. Three, that's fantastic. Four, five, excellent. Anyone else? Six, that's brilliant. Seven, that's brilliant. That's amazing. Eight, that's great. Oh my goodness, lives changed, hey? Lives changed. Hey, church, I wonder if we could take one moment to celebrate that. Because the Bible says that the whole of heaven celebrates when one who was lost is found. And so how about, church, we celebrate that with these people who've made a life-changing decision for their, for their lives. And we're going to pray together, church. We're going to pray. If you raised your hand tonight then pray this with me. But we're all going to pray together because we're a family. And we pray this prayer by way of commitment because this is what we've just said. We've said we believe in you. We're grateful for that. We're forgiven. We're grateful that God is in our life and we've decided to follow Jesus. So church, let's pray it all together, hey? Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen.